Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 226, Interviews with the Pros from the 2019 NWTF Convention. And I am your host and the guy who is finally going to the woods. I think that the weather forecast for this coming Saturday shows that it's not supposed to rain. Saturday looks like it's going to be the first day that I'm going to be able to get out and actually do some scouting. I do expect, however, to be able to go several days next week, so I'm looking forward to that, and hopefully the weather holds out. It looks like it's supposed to be a little bit drier next week, and actually a lot colder as well with highs in the mid to upper 40s but i can deal with the cold i just don't want to go out and get wet scouting for turkeys if i'm hunting turkeys that's a different story i have got to get some turkeys located and in a hurry because we are 16 days 16 hours 4 minutes and 30 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. So I told you guys a few weeks ago that I need to have 20 turkeys located before spring season starts in Alabama. And right now I'm halfway there. Well, I've got half of the two numbers that make up the number 20 located. And I'll give you a hint as to which one it is not. And that is the number two. I actually only have about 14 days left to find 20 birds before I leave to go hunt opening day in Mississippi. So I've really got to get busy and I really hope the weather holds out next week and maybe I can get some of those located and I'll even take my recorder and see if I can record a gobble or two. Hopefully there's some gobbling going on. We've got some great content for you guys today. As I'm airing the interviews with the pros from the 2019 NWTF Convention and Sports Show in Nashville, Cameron and I interviewed several of the pros during all of the madness that is the convention by asking them one question. I'll tell you what that one question is in a minute, but first, let's jump into some turkey soup for you guys. You know, as season quickly approaches for many of us, the turkey news, well, the relevant turkey news 
is dwindling down a bit. So I probably will only have a couple more weeks of some turkey soup for you guys. And there's probably not going to be much of it even in those weeks. But I still don't want to leave you hanging on anything. From that point, we're just going to be talking about my hunts and my season, my successes. And I hope there's one or two to talk about there. And my screw-ups. And I know there's going to be one or two to talk about there. So there's a little preview of what's to come for you guys. But let me get back on track and share some soup with you. First up, the Florida Fish Wildlife Conservation Committee has approved expanding legal hunting hours on most of the state's WMAs from one half hour before sunrise until sunset. Now that's a big deal. But pay close attention to the fact that I said most WMAs. So do your homework and stay out of trouble in Florida. I know a lot of you guys have contacted me through the offseason and are going to be going to Florida to try to hunt some public land. Osceola's there. So go ahead and look up the regs for the WMA that you're going to and see if they have extended the hunting hours there so that you can hunt basically all day long. Next up is North Dakota. So the spring turkey drawing was held in North Dakota and they still have some licenses left. The results for the drawing are available on the North Dakota Game and Fish Department website and those applicants who were successful in drawing are going to have their license mailed to them after they purchase a valid 2019 and 2020 hunting license. Now, there are a total of 915 spring turkey licenses remaining in nine units. And those remaining licenses are going to be issued on a first-come, first-served basis beginning March the 18th. And even if you did not apply for the drawing to get a license, you are eligible to apply for remaining licenses. All applications have to be submitted online at the Game & Fish website and... As has been the case for many years now, only North Dakota residents are eligible to apply. Speaking of applying for licenses, Wisconsin has held their drawing for licenses for spring turkey season. And just like almost every year, there are some bonus authorizations, as the Wisconsin's call their turkey tags. There's some bonus authorizations left over and those are going to go on sale the week of March the 18th with a designated sales date for each zone. Hunters who miss the spring turkey drawing deadline or who want additional harvest authorizations can purchase bonus authorizations beginning on the 18th. The scheduled sales dates for those bonus authorizations are for zone 1 Monday March the 18th, zone 2 March the 19th, Zone 3, March the 20th, Zone 4, March the 21st, and Zones 5, 6, and 7, March the 22nd. The sales are going to begin at 10 a.m. and run through midnight each day. Here's one thing I love about Wisconsin. Bonus harvest authorizations cost $10 for residents and $15 for non-residents. Wisconsin welcomes out-of-state hunters. And that's nice because a lot of states don't. And that's all the turkey soup. I told you guys it was kind of light this week and that's really all of the relevant turkey soup I have for you. So let's get into the interviews now. 
Cameron and I wandered around the exhibit hall floor Sunday and stopped a good many of the pros that we saw and asked them one question that we felt like would help us all this coming turkey season. The scenario that we presented to all of the pros is one that all of us have been faced with before and it can be really frustrating. That scenario involves dealing with hinned up gobblers. So here is our first one question interview with the pros and first up is three-time Grand National Calling Champion, Billy Yargis. Listen in closely, and I'll see you on the other side. Hey, everybody. I'm here with Billy Yargis, three-time National Grand Champion. And uh, how's the show been going for you? It's been going good. We've been really busy. That's awesome. It's always a busy time when we're here. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, let me ask you this. This spring, when you're in the woods chasing those old turkeys, and you get on a gobbler and he's got a bunch of hens with him, what's something you're going to do to kill that turkey other than to mimic and tick off that boss hen? Number one, I got to get in as close as I can possibly get into them. If I can figure out what direction they're going, I'll try to get around in front of them and get set up. I think uh, calling the turkey where he wants to go is a, is a big key to, to killing that bird. And then, like you said, I will I will maybe not try to tick that hen off, but just keep doing like plain yelp, plucking and purring, not like I'm trying to challenge her. Because sometimes you do that, it'll actually push the hens away because they don't want confrontation. So we back off. Do some soft talk and get her to just kind of get interested to come and see who you are. Get her drawn in that gobbler, he'll be following her. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much. So, what do you think about our one question this year? What do you think about Billy's answer to the one question? Almost everyone's go to answer for that hinned up gobbler scenario is to challenge the boss hen. And I can tell you that. Over all of my years of hunting, I have had that strategy work very, very, very few times. In fact, probably enough times that I could count on one hand without holding up two or three fingers. It just doesn't happen a whole lot where I hunt. That's not to say it doesn't happen a lot for you guys where you hunt, because it may very well. But for me, it just hasn't been an extremely successful tactic. Usually what happens is when I start challenging that boss hen, she gets plenty PO'd. But she takes that gobbler and goes off the other direction instead of bringing him to me looking for a fight. I have, however, had luck calling an entire flock by getting where the turkeys want to be or were headed and soft called. Now, I have no way of ever knowing whether or not those turkeys were going to come to my calling or just showed up by chance because that was where they were going, regardless of whether there was already another quote unquote hen at that location. But I can't help but think and hope and dream that they came through that area to see or to join up with that other hand that was calling to them. You remember I always say there's two kind of people in this world. There's killers and there's everybody else. Well, there's two kinds of turkeys in this world. There are lovers and there are fighters. Never forget that you can catch more flies with honey than vinegar. That is great advice from Billy. Next up on our list of pros is Chris Parrish. Listen to Chris 
and I'll be back with you shortly. Parish with uh, Bear Archery and Bone Collector calls now. So Chris, how's the convention going for you? Busy as usual. I'm not sure what the crowds have been. I haven't been in here a lot, but if yesterday was any indication, we're probably going to have another record in WTF. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of folks here. So let me ask you this. This spring when you're out chasing turkeys, when you get up on a flock of turkeys and there's a gobbler out there with a bunch of hens, what's your strategy to kill that turkey other than mimicking or ticking off that ball? Well, I think the most important part any hunter can do is understand how the turkeys use the, the property or the lay of the land. There's always some kind of topography or some kind of an attraction that they use going from point A to point B. A lot of times you're not going to call that gobbler in, even mimicking the hen. The hen don't want anything to do with you. She'll walk him off. But if you know how those turkeys use that land to travel and you go from point A to point B, you just put yourself in position. A lot of times there's no calling at all. It's just getting in position and waiting for them to do their thing. So I'm going to use that tactic if nothing else is working. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Chris. Ah, uh, yes. The classic bushwhack. Many a longbeard surrounded by a harem of hens has lost his life to the classic bushwhacking. Hey, don't get me wrong here. I am not mocking or knocking Chris's answer. I have bushwhacked turkeys in the past, and I will whack them again in the future. What Chris gave us is a very effective strategy, and... It presents many more unique challenges in and of itself. Next up is Cuz Strickland with Mossy Oak. Pay close attention and I'll catch up with you in a few. Hey everybody, I'm here with Cuz Strickland and I'm uh, just going to ask him a quick question. So first off, how you doing today and how's the NWTF been treating you? Hey, you, you're always doing good at the NWTF. I do all the shows. I've been doing this forever. And this is the most unique, family-oriented, fun event I come to. So you're just going to automatically be in a good mood at this show. I love it. Absolutely. You see everybody around here as happy as can be, all the yelping and everything going on. You can't help it. It's the start of turkey season for me. But All right, cuz, so a little strategy here. When you're out hunting and you know a gobbler's got a bunch of hens with him, so he's henned up. He's not really answering much, you know, but what is the strategy you would use to call that flock to you other than challenging that boss hen? Well, my strain of thought on that is very different. And, uh, you know, I heard the great Ben Lee. I don't even know if you know who that is. I heard him ask that very question. You know, he said, this guy's telling him, he said, I got this gobbler. He's got 20 hens with him. They fly down. They do this. I went back two days later. He's got 18 hens with him. They flew down. They do this. What would you do? And Ben Lee said, find another turkey to hunt. Hunt. You know, the, you hear people about, oh, I can, I can call to the dominant hen and all. You know, for me, I don't know that there is a different yelp than I do when I'm trying to kill a turkey to call a dominant hen. That Sometimes that doesn't make sense to me. So what I do is, like, my number one goal in that situation is to not be spotted. Don't bump them. Don't pressure them. Because at some point, and it happens like clockwork, those hens are going to be peeling off more and more and more. So, you know, mid-morning, I can tell you the first year I did all the video for the Primo's bump, the truth, the original truth, I kept a little log, and I think I found like 16 hunts that year, and all but two of them were between 10.30 and 1 o'clock that were successful. And that's because when the hen gets bred, boom, she's getting that egg fertilized, she's going to lay that egg, so she's disappearing, and all of a sudden, the big boy looks up and goes like, oh, 
I ain't got anybody with me. So as far as challenging the hen or calling them away from the flock, personally, I've never been very lucky doing that. My number one goal is to not pressure them, kind of keep an eye on them, maybe go find a hunt somewhere else and uh, move in there mid-morning, middle of the day. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Are you ready for turkey season? I cannot wait. You know, my mine starts early. Headed February the 27th down to extreme South Florida. It's a a wounded veterans hunt put on by the Florida Cattlemen's Association. It's not an outfitter, but there's giant ranches, and we go in early enough to find the turkeys, and we just wait on those veterans hand and foot for about 10 days, and it's a humbling experience that I can't wait for every year. And then I come back, and uh, we're going to try to get cranky on the devil turkey, so my hands are full, I can tell you that. <laughs> you got a, got a full plate ahead of you. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, cuz. If there is one thing that Cus Strickland can never be accused of, it is BS. I'm definitely not saying that the other guys are guilty of that in these interviews because they definitely provide us with valid options, valid strategies for the scenario that we presented them. But Cus's strategy of leaving that turkey and hunting him later that same day or a different day is a good strategy, a solid strategy, as long as you're not worried about someone else hunting and or killing your turkey. I know it's not your turkey or my turkey, but we take possession of them. You got to admit it. I think it was last year that we asked the pros, what is the one thing that you learned or started doing in kind of that novice to intermediate hunter level that you were at, what is the one thing that you started doing that elevated your success to where you were consistently killing turkeys? Cuz's answer was, I started killing a lot of turkeys consistently when I got the opportunity to hunt private land with a lot of turkeys on it. He talked about hunting public land in Mississippi and how hard it is to kill turkeys consistently when that is your only option for hunting turkeys in the southeast. Many of you guys listening know exactly what he means, and those of you who don't, who are wondering what this big challenge is about public land hunting in the southeast, come on down. I invite you to experience southeastern public land turkey hunting at its finest. Pick you any public land spot in Mississippi, or pick you any public land spot in Alabama, or pick any public land spot in Louisiana. For that matter, throw Georgia in the mix too. It is quite humbling. Okay, next up for the one question interview is Eddie Salter. Here's Eddie, and I'll see you back here in a few minutes. Hey everybody, I'm here with Eddie Salter, and we're gonna talk to him real quick. How's the how's the NWTF convention going? For that answers you. When you hear an old tur turkey gobble, you got a good day started. Uh, oh, it's, yeah. been, it's been a great weekend, and you know the thing to me is is being able to see people that I've made a relationship for the last twenty something years. Awesome. Well, let me ask you this, Eddie. So when you're in in the woods this spring, and you come across a gobbler that has a bunch of hens with him, what are you going to do to get kill that gobbler other than challenging that boss hen? What's Probably going to get a 22-250 and shoot him long distance. <laughs> <laughs> Not 
in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> just joking. Uh, you know, it's, it's just, you know, after I tried several different calls and it hadn't worked, I'm going to try to separate them. I'm going to try to flush them like you would in the fall of the year. And a lot of times after you get them separated, less than 30 minutes, that old gobbler, you know, he don't want to give his hens up. A lot of times he'll come on in there. Let's just say you flush them and busted them up and you're waiting for him to gobble and he gobbles. Get up and move as close as you feel like you can get to him without scaring him and set up because you want to be the aggressive because hens will be coming back to it. Wow, absolutely. That's great advice. Thank you so much, Eddie. Yes, sir. Hmm. Have any of you guys ever tried that strategy by accident and had it work for you? Have you ever accidentally busted up a flock of turkeys and ended up killing the tom that was in that flock because he got separated from his hens? I have several times. In fact, I have way more times than I have by challenging a boss hen to a fight. Now, here's my tip that I think really is the cherry on top of Eddie's tip. The nugget that will make that strategy that he gave us more effective. And that is to bust that flock up late afternoon or early evening or even in the middle of the night, assuming that's not illegal to do in your state. Doing this will make that Tom worry all night long about where he's going to find some loving the next morning. And he will be very receptive to your calling the next morning as well. If you bust that flock off the roost in the morning or even after they've flown down, Many times it's going to take a while for that tom to fire back up, especially on land that receives a lot of hunting pressure or has a lot of predators. And that is my two cents. I wonder what a three-time world champion and NWTF Grand National Champion of Champions and a 15-time NWTF Grand National Finalist would have to say about that strategy of busting turkeys off of a roost. If you don't want to know what that person has to say, then skip ahead a couple of minutes because here's Steve Stoltz to give us his answer to our one-question interview. Listen in closely, and I'll catch up with you in a couple of minutes. All right, that is all that I have for you guys for the free portion of this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. If you'd like to hear the rest of the interviews from pros like Steve Stoltz or Ernie Calandrelli, or Jimmy Primos, or Preston Pittman, or Philip Vanderpool, then you're going to need to become a subscriber to the premium content of the Turkey Hunter podcast. And in order to become a subscriber, all you need to do is send one text message and then follow some simple directions. The one text message needs to be sent to the number 44222. And in the body of that text message, I need you to type one word. That word is turkey hunter. Make it one word. Do not put a space between the word turkey and hunter. And you're probably going to have to check your autocorrect because your autocorrect is not going to like the fact that you've taken two words that don't go together and made them one word. So make sure there's no space between the word turkey and hunter. You're going to send that to the number 44222 and then follow directions. Eventually, you're going to be emailed a link that you can click on to set up a username and a password for the Podbean application and pay the $18 per year annual subscription fee. Once you do that, 
you will gain access to not only the rest of this week's episode, but the premium content for all of our past episodes and the premium content for our next 52 weeks worth of episodes as well. There is a bunch of content that's locked up under the premium content subscription. You can unlock that for the bargain price of 18 bucks. I'm telling you, it's well worth the money. And just so you know, one thing that comes up quite often by many of you guys is that after you subscribe to the premium content, you may not actually see the premium content in your podcast feed. The reason being is that there are two feeds for the Turkey Hunter podcast. There is a feed that has only the free content, and there's a second feed that has the premium and the free content on it. So after you subscribe and pay your 18 bucks, search for the Turkey Hunter podcast on the Podbean application and find the two feeds and choose the feed that has both the premium and the free content on it, and you'll be set. You'll be good to go. But I often hear from you guys because that is a source of confusion, as you can imagine. All right, that is all that I've got for you guys today, but... Before I cut you loose, would you do me one humongous favor, please? If you learned something from this week's episode, then please go on over to my Facebook fan page, which is facebook.com slash I am turkey hunting. Scroll down a little bit, find the post for this week's show on my Facebook page, and share that to a group that you belong to, and share that on your timeline and share that with a friend. If you would do those things for me, that would just be awesome, and I'd be very appreciative of it. With that said, thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.